0: Welcome into episode 76 of the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Aaron Riley. We are picking back up where we left off, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Unfortunately, I've just been absolutely slammed with work and life and just things in general just getting in the way. So, um, you know, thankful for the listeners that continue to stick with the podcast. I always say I want to be on a consistent schedule and I, I try my hardest, but um, you know what they say? No excuses. So, you know, maybe I, I just need to try, try even harder and uh, not be a little bitch bull. But uh, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I will uh, I will be you know, bringing this show to you a couple of times a week as much as I possibly can. So hopefully I can do that this week. I don't I don't see that. I wouldn't be able to excuse me. I uh, was battling a stomach bug. I uh, Still, my raspy voice is my raspy voice. It's probably as good as it's going to get. I try to I try to work on that but uh yeah shout out to to Brent from 1420 uh he's powering through a podcast with, uh podcasts with a quite a few frogs in his throat and and he's he's killing it so if you haven't if you listen to my podcast definitely go go on ahead and check his out at uh it's 1420 uh sports podcast sports bar podcast um great show uh, also, fan in the van. Shout out to fan in the van. Just a, an absolutely funny show. Uh, a guy that keeps it as brutally honest as as I try and g- keep it. He probably keeps it even more brutally honest than me. So, um, anyways, yeah, we'll we'll get into you know the sports world and, and what's going on around the the sporting landscape nowadays. Um, I guess you know you, you we can touch on the NFL. We can touch on college. Um, me personally, I, I've. Penn State got my hopes up once again this year, Um, you know, starting out undefeated and and things of that nature. But uh, unable to beat Michigan, obviously gets absolutely pummeled by Michigan. And then Ohio State um, with the fourth quarter comeback that should have never happened. But uh, as we speak, I'm watching Penn State Rutgers, which is shouldn't be a close game, but it is. And uh, in typical Penn State fashion, it's almost like they do. They lay these clunkers and they and they play down the competition at times. So. Uh something to watch there, I mean obviously they're on upset alert, but it's only in the first quarter it's ten seven 7 um I did watch the end of the illinois Michigan game. I turned that on in the the early part of the fourth quarter it was a a hell of a game illinois is a is a program that's it's vastly improving i think before your eyes um That's a team where you know they came into Happy Valley last year, beat Penn State in nine overtimes, and uh they they took Michigan down to like basically the the last minute today in the big house and that's a 10 and 0 Michigan team. So, um, absolutely no, no joke of a program that, that team's getting better and better every year. Uh, something to look out for, um, you know, as we go forward, um, the big story, another big storyline, you know, Alabama having two losses on the year that's, you know, almost unheard of, uh, under the Nick Saban era. So, um, they're not going to be in the, in the college football playoff, more likely than not, um, and obviously, they're not going to contend for a national championship. I have no problem with that. I'm kind of tired of seeing the same old, same old. It reminds me of like New England Patriots, the New England Patriot days when, um, you know, they just go on 15 years. It felt like of just, I, I gotta say, like just dominance. Uh, you know, minus you want know, minus all the scandals and things. I mean, who knows? Who knows what what really transpired? And and I'm the biggest Patriots hater of them all. So. Um, more likely than not, you had some of that shit going on behind behind closed doors and and things like that and but regardless uh the comparison i 'm trying to make is uh alabama and, and and obviously new England just the uh the ability to to have such you know uh successful programs for so long so um other than that i mean i did i did come out with the uh a can of corn podcast series uh still under the brutally honest name just you know the, the thinking there is obviously I, I'm a huge baseball nut. Um, I would say baseball and and college football really, are what dominate my sports interest. Um, and um, I was just touching on multiple games in the World Series. I never really got to conclude that World Series, but obviously the Astros went on, and uh, you know, uh, went on and, and just beat the Phillies down. Uh, pretty much in all facets of the game. I mean, the Phillies got no hit. Uh, I want to say that was game four. Yeah, game four. Um, and and it, it just it the Phillies had their chances even like in in other games, like they had plenty of runners in scoring position. Um, and it just didn't they, they just didn't get it done. They just didn't execute. So um, it, it's quite a shame, you know, for the Phillies in, in that respect, just because. They had so many chances. I think they could have beaten that Houston team, or they at least could have went to Game Seven with them. Um, so I mean, it's so hard to get back to the World Series. Like it's so hard to get there to begin with, and then to get back is is an extra climb. I mean, they have um, they have the pieces in place to do it, and I know uh, Dave Dombrowski, their their GM, um, he definitely has had success other places. Uh, uh most notably Detroit and Boston and, and things like that but um it's going to be tough like that NL like you know Steve Cohen the Mets owner has already said like we're we're not afraid to spend as much money as it takes to have a winner uh in with the New York Mets so um yeah it it's the Mets the Braves the uh the Padres are going to probably be there still obviously the Dodgers are going to be there um it it, it it's it doesn't get it much. It's not going to get any easier. I should say it that way. It's not going to get any at all easier for the Phillies. Um, I think they need to go out and get some bullpen arms. I think Alvarado cost them um, some games. Unfortunately, I mean, he's just thrown into the mix, and it's a tough job to have, but um, you kind of see the disparity between the Astros and the Phillies bullpens like down that stretch of those, you know, game four, five, six. Uh, Yeah, the Phillies hung in. Yeah, the Phillies, you know, didn't swing the bat exceptionally well either, which is a, a shocker. But at the t- at the same time, it shouldn't be because um, the the whole thing with that is good pitching to me. Good pitching any day of the week will be good hitting nine times out of ten. Even Bryce Harper said that same quote. So as good of a hitter as Bryce Harper is, like if you pitch them the right way, if you pitch any good hitter the right way, I mean. If you if you have three hits and ten at bats, that's that's a you're hitting three hundred. That's a great, great player in the MLB, especially nowadays. I mean, obviously, banning the shift next year, you might see these averages pop back up. But um, yeah, it, it's I I would load like if I was a general manager of any team and I'm coming in there to like construct an entire new like roster, a whole new culture, that type of thing. I'm I'm doing pitching first, top to bottom rotation. Bullpen closer. I mean, if you have that and you can score three, four runs a game, but your your pitching is dominant, like you can you can hang in there with anybody. So obviously the Phillies went like heavy on the bats. They I mean they have Wheeler, they have Nola, but both those guys struggled mightily in the World Series. And I think a lot of that was just them towards the end of the year, um, just hitting a wall. Like they haven't pitched that many innings before and, and you kind of saw that. So um yeah, that 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 pretty much I mean, obviously, you know, we can get into uh the the biggest news I would say is Aaron Judge, you know, as far as the offseason goes, Aaron Judge is still unsigned. Uh he did win the AL MVP twenty-eight out of thirty votes. Not a shocker. Um, you know, guy earned it, you know, sixty-three home runs, broke broke the Yankees single season record. Um and, and as much as I dislike the Yankees, as much as I can just tell you every reason under the sun in which I, why I don't like the Yankees. He is, he is just damn near impossible to hate. Um, he, he's a class act through and through. He, it's all about the team. It's all about the team success. Um, and that type of thing. So he, uh, Aaron judge, good for you, man. I mean, you're a, you're a class act. I hope you don't resign in New York. Obviously all the the Yankees fans are clamoring for that to happen, but, um, yeah, it's, he's a class act through and through he's a hell of a player i i just i do like the guy i do root for him individually i just don't want the yankees to have any team success so uh nice to see him win his first mvp uh obviously goldschmidt wins it in the nl um that was you know he kind of ran away with that one you could make a case for machado but i mean goldschmidt just the average the home runs the rbis like he's just an absolute beast um so yeah Pretty much. Um, sorry, I'm dealing with this frustrating Penn State game right now, so I'm, my thoughts are going in and out. Um, but yeah, that 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 pretty much wraps up baseball. Um, you know, there's been a couple of trades. I know. Um, shoot, you know, I I'm, I know the guy's name like the back of my hand. Normally, uh, it's Toronto outfielder went to Seattle. Let me pull his name up. I, all the time in the show, I use him. Uh, which the research department should have should have clued me in on this before I went live. Right. But uh, (laughs) let's get it up. Let's get it going here. Yeah. Teyesco Hernandez. Yep. That was uh, obviously a power hitter. Uh, Pretty good hitter for the, for the blue Jays. I mean, he's been, his average has been inconsistent and that type of thing. He does strike out a good bit. But um, Seattle is definitely going for it more than they have really in my lifetime. Um, so uh, then, then they turn around the next day. They do trade center fielder Kyle Lewis to the Diamondbacks. Um, kind of interesting there. I didn't – I mean, I shouldn't necessarily say I expected it, but I don't cover the the Mariners. I don't really – I, you know, I stay, stay up with them from afar because I'm a baseball fan, but, um, yeah, they got catcher Cooper Hummel. I don't really know much about him. So, um, obviously them having, uh, Julio Rodriguez, uh, you know, to play the center field, he he wins rookie of the year in the NL. Um, you could make a case for Adley Rutschman. I I think, I think Adley Rutschman provided more value only because he's a catcher. Maybe I'm just saying that because I'm an Orioles fan, but uh, he is a catcher, at, you know, one of the most important positions. Obviously, center field is as well. But I think he changed the dynamic of that team. I think his framing alone was like top five, if not top three in the league. Uh, that's a huge thing, like when you're able to steal strikes, uh, especially when they had Robinson Chirinos in there before and he didn't steal any strikes. So um, anyways, yeah, those are a couple highlights from the off season. Nothing else really major going on. Um, Cody Bellinger did get, um, basically non-tendered. He is a free agent, which is kind of surprising. Um, but he did kind of fall off the face of the earth as well. Um, you know, I think he hit under them in, under the 200 uh, point line this season. He didn't have the, the home runs. I, I don't know. He, uh, he's not obviously, I'm not gonna say he's not the player he once was because it, it, everybody can have a bad year but um yeah he he definitely struggled this season i i think he's fixable in my opinion oh he he still did hit 210 i mean not that that's great but um i mean relatively young guy he's only 27 uh he can play center field and first base kind of versatile in that aspect i i would depending on the price tag i don't know if he's going to command the 20 million but i think he's worth um like between 10 and and Probably sixteen million. I wouldn't have a problem, you know, if the Orioles went out and got him. Uh, yeah, I do do have a soft spot for the Phillies as well. I mean, they, I just I've followed the Orioles so so long, uh, just because I've been to so many of their games. But I did grow up like early, early on as a Phillies fan. So call me a fake fan, whatever. But I do pull for both franchises. Um, but I do catch more Orioles games than I do Phillies games. Um, and I do like the fact that the Orioles are building the team from the ground up, like the farm system first, where the Phillies kind of are turning into the new Yankees, which I don't really necessarily like. But that's just me. That's my opinion. I, I can have it. So, um, yeah, other than that, like I said, I I, I can wrap baseball up right about there. Um, but the guy it, it could provide you. I mean, he could come out next year with no shift. He could hit 250, 260, give you, I would say. Twenty five home runs isn't unreasonable, uh unless he's totally lost his craft. Um, but I don't I don't think he has. Uh I still think he could play. Just, you know, he had a bad season. And that happens. So we'll see what happens. Uh hopefully the Yanks don't get him. Um yeah. He's a lefty. That's kind of scary. Uh obviously they have Rizzo. They have um, you know, I don't know who their center fielder is gonna be. I don't Really, had to, oh, uh, Bader, yeah, that's right, Bader. So I, I was gonna say if they didn't have him, really, I mean, Aaron Hicks is gone, most likely, and 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 things like that. So, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But uh, that pretty much wraps up baseball. I'll definitely update as I go if some big uh, news would come down the wire. If there'd be some, you know, massive signing. If Aaron Judge went to the the Giants or something. I can uh I can make an emergency pod for that, but that pretty much concludes baseball. All right, picking back up. Um really, I mean, I, I touched on college, you know, for the most part. I mean, you got Georgia, you got um Michigan, Ohio State, you know, you the kind of normal suspects that have been there and done that in the last couple of years. I mean, there's been some disappointments, obviously. Alabama, um, Michigan State isn't what they were a year ago. Like there, there's a lot, um, there's a lot of like you know differences, but um, you know we'll see how that shakes out. Tennessee's been up up there as well, um, so so yeah. I, other than that, I mean getting into the the NFL, there's been a lot that has gone on since I I talked last. I mean the the Eagles were undefeated the last time I made a pod. Obviously they dropped that Thursday night game to Washington. I want to get into that first. Um I think yes they made mistakes yes they fumbled the ball a few too many times obviously giving up more turnovers than you create is never a good thing but um and I know maybe I'll catch some heat for this but the refs in that game were atrocious and I'm not going to I'm not going to dismiss them and I'm not going to say that wasn't a reason that um you know Eagles would have had more opportunities and and things might have went a different way if the refs <clears throat> excuse me if the refs uh, made the correct calls in the correct moments, um, you know you had the, the the play to Dallas Goddard. He gets, phys, you know, obviously ripped down by the face mask, ever so clearly right in front of the ref's face. Uh, you know, the the ref standing right there, um, and he doesn't call it. That's pretty remarkable. Uh, remarkable. I mean, pretty stupid. Um, then obviously the 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 play that really put the icing on the cake for me was when uh you know Kurt uh almost said Kurt Cousins, uh Taylor Heineke's dropping back. It's a third down. Basically they're just trying to like uh get the field goal, kinda ice, you know, put some more points on the board uh with like two minutes left. And then they call Brandon Graham for roughing the passer in which all he did was kind of run into him like he he's there's no malicious intent in that play. Um, you know, he runs into him. And, yeah, the guy's going to the ground. I understand that. But I just think that was a Bush League call. I think that was a, just a horrible call all the way around. And and that really pissed me off. I'll say that. It, it pissed me off to the fullest extent. I, from you know, with sports and things, I've tried to, you know, I don't know if you want to call it grow up or – you know handle my emotions better but when that play happened I I I just said yep that's all I did I said yep and immediately turned it off I knew it was over at that point so um instead of breaking something instead of you know saying every name in the book uh try to take the high road there but horrible call bush league calls on both of them those refs should be fined I think they should be suspended without pay but that's my opinion and once again I can have I can have that opinion and I don't think I'm going to change that opinion so um quite quite amazing uh but eight and one still eight and one they're still leading the division I wouldn't worry too too much uh unless you see them play you know consistently Can I'll say it like this consistently inconsistent over the last two you know over the next two or three games Then then you have cause for concern but not, not, not yet. Not, not right now. Uh, everybody has an off game. I, I wish they would have won. I, they're the better team. They definitely could have proved that and and won that game. But it is what it is. So, uh, moving on from there, I did, I did catch some of the Steelers Saints game. Um, you talk about a, an offense that's inept. Um, God, the Saints are just pathetic. That team is just garbage on offense. If they didn't have Camara, uh, I, I don't think they would score more than 10 points a game um see the another problem there is um not only is it they don't excuse me I got I got bored just talking about the, the Saints but um yeah not only do they not really I mean Andy Dalton isn't much of a quarterback he's not like terrible but he's not gonna do much but I I don't understand why they're paying Taysom Hill. I think they're paying him like you know twenty three, twenty four mil, something along those lines. Don't quote me on that, but and they they barely use him. Like they'll bring him in for a play here and there, you know they'll line him up at tight end sometimes. But why not just like play the guy the quarterback? I I it's beyond me. I don't get it. Um, and yeah, I I think that's just poor. Somebody's making that decision, whether it's the coach or the GM or the owner. Or, Somebody is uh um, is calling the shots and it, it just doesn't make sense to me. So um yeah, at the end of the day the Saints are a bad team, but but really the reason I wanted to turn this you know, flip this game on, I wanted to see Kenny Pickett play. Uh guy guy is a stud, there's no doubt about that. Like he he can play, in my opinion. Yeah, his numbers don't look good, his numbers actually look like horrible. But, um, I just I think he has he, he has a a killer mindset. Like he has that he can stand in that pocket and ab- absolutely get lit up because their offensive line is is hot garbage. But he delivers a strike a lot of the times, and he still is so young, like in his career, rookie year. Like I, I just I'm not saying sky is the limit for the guy, but I, I just feel like he he has the ability to you know, get to, to new heights with that team eventually. But they have to address that offensive line. I still think they need more weapons. I mean, Deontay Johnson's nice. Um, Friar is, isn't bad either. But um, other than that, I mean, who do they, you know what I mean, who do they really have? Uh, Najee Harris, is, I think, could be good as well. But they have no offensive line, so that he can't really run it. So I do like Kenny Pickett a lot. I do think he can do big things, you know, in the right system with the right pieces around him, but it's just going to be tough. It's an uphill battle to climb for him right now, and, and he's this year obviously isn't it. I'm not the biggest Mike Tomlin fan. I've been on the record for saying that time in and time out. I don't think he's, you know, an outstanding head coach. I think he's overrated. Obviously some of the coordinators like uh, Matt Canada, not not a great pick. Uh, there so you can kind of give him a a pass on that one but at the same time like I just don't believe like I think they could do better and and they won't because they're the Steelers and they don't fire anybody ever but yeah I I just I don't get it I don't think that that he's the right the right guy for the job at at that point so uh other than that I'm getting into the Buccaneers. I'll start there. Um, you know, obviously, Brady goes through the divorce, and then he's two and zero since. So, not ideal if you're a Brady hater like myself. Um, that division's absolute dog shit. So, it should be a walk in the park for them. But it's it's going to be. Uh, I I hope and pray they lose in the first round of the playoffs if they get that far and if that's what happens. So um, moving on, uh, I've tried to catch more games this week. So uh, Green Bay, Tennessee, I watched the second half of that. Oh, my God, is Aaron Rodgers to me, I know he's not thrown to anybody, but he just doesn't look very good at all. He was overthrowing, underthrowing. Whether you want to blame that on Lazard's routes or whatever, uh I just don't think he's that same guy. I think he's fallen off quite a bit. And I think that um it's gonna take a little bit until um uh, sorry, I'm once again I'm watching this. This game is back and forth to the fullest extent. This Penn State Penn State Rutgers game. Um But yeah, anyways, um I, I just don't believe that uh Aaron Rodgers really wants to like really cares anymore. I think he might hang it up after this year. If I were him, I would have tried to go somewhere else at this point. He he doesn't want to ring in, in ten years. Um they lose in the first round or the second round every year, even though they have home field advantage every year up until this one. So uh I think the Packers are dead in the water at four and seven. Uh they just they they look like shit. There's no other way to put it. Their receiving core is probably the worst in football. And I mean, other than that, though, that's what that's it's like, yeah, I know you need receivers. um, But I don't know why if you're the GM of the Packers, you don't just try and go out and and get some guys like why don't you try to go maybe not even OBJ, but some some competent players to like make your team, you know, respectable at the very least. So, um, I don't know. I don't get it. I'll never get it. But they're probably a couple receivers away from, you know, being right there with Minnesota at the top of the division because they had the running back. They have the defense. The defense has been solid, especially for how many times they were on the field. Um, and really they didn't let Derrick Henry run all over them at all. They just kind of got picked apart by Tannehill on crossing routes and things like that. So I think Rodgers is, you know, he, yeah, he says he cares. He looks mad, this and that, but, I I just don't I don't have a lot of faith in in Aaron Rodgers the, This stage of his career like without a good receiving core there's not much you could do you could put you could put much you know mostly anybody back there and, and they wouldn't do much so the Packers are are probably out of things completely unless they they do a quick turnaround go on a winning streak but you kind of see their weaknesses for what they are um other than that I mean there's a lot I can get into um the bills have kind of faltered at least you know in in recent memory here um losing to the jets recently we're going to pull up the schedule for this week um i'll do a little pickems real quick uh i'll pick 3 games here carolina baltimore i think baltimore wins that pretty handily um Rams New Orleans um I think Buffalo does get back on track against Cleveland I don't think Cleveland can beat Buffalo at this stage of the game obviously with Jacoby Brissett, they just don't have a ton and you talk about a clunker is Vegas Denver both those teams are w- underachieving to the fullest extent uh Russell Wilson is, is a, a human punchline like the guy is to me, he's hilarious. Like I love his corniness. I love everything that comes with that guy, the whole entourage thing, but <laughs> they're not winning. They're not they didn't get what they thought they were getting with him. So um quite a shame for, for the Denver Faithful. That's that's definitely sucks. But I I blame some of it on coaching. If you if you talk if you listen to 1420, um I think Dave Van Roby's is, is the biggest Nathaniel Hackett hater of all time, which is hilarious. Got to love that. So, um, once again, do check out their show. Um, but yeah, that that's a clunk fest of a game. Both those teams sucked, at least this year, even though they shouldn't. Um, Derek Carr, everybody was giving him flack for his his post game speech. I don't, I didn't really have a problem with it. I mean, if he really feels that way, like yeah, you should probably have that talk behind closed doors. But at the end of the day, you're two and seven. How much more damage are you really gonna do? that's my thing like yeah he's the quarterback yeah you want to set an example and and people will say oh you know he's got to be better than that but at the end of the day like if these guys aren't actually putting in work and the coaching staff isn't holding them accountable like i i have no problem with Derek Carr doing that because it's like at some point you just get sick and tired of losing you get sick and tired of the people that are in your locker room because they're not putting in the same effort as you and, and that's just that's a shame so other than that um I do think I, I'm i going to pick Dallas to beat Minnesota on the road. I think that's the upset. I don't think anybody's looking at that one um, just because the records and Dallas is start, are kind of faltering right now with Dak coming back. But, yeah, I uh, I look for Dallas to win that in a very close game. I, I just feel like gut feeling most of the time my gut feeling is right. So I'm going to do Buffalo. I'm going to do um, – Baltimore, Buffalo, and and I'm sorry, in Dallas to win, um, but I'm I, I do watch the NFL a good bit, but I'm a, I'm a college guy through and through. Uh, Penn State is, is like if I if you would take away all my teams, it would be like Penn State and the and the Orioles and and, and Phillies. I do still like I said I I watch the NFL, but I don't have that love for it, uh, you know, like college football. I, it's just a different atmosphere to me. It's uh. I don't know. It's a long season too. Like college, you can only afford to lose a game or two and and then you're out of it. So every week matters to the fullest extent. So um, yeah, other than that, I mean, the, the game for Buffalo against Detroit getting moved to, to or I'm sorry, against Cleveland, it's getting moved to uh, Cleveland. Uh, Cause of the snowy conditions and yeah. Other than that, not a lot going on, and NBA, you know, you got some teams that you don't expect to be in, like to be bad, I should say, like the Lakers. I don't think anybody expected them to be three and ten going into play last night. They're three and ten, so it's still super early, um, but that's that's one thing that you just can't ignore: the Lakers being as bad as they are with obviously LeBron being out. AD is you know, guys are walking emergency room in a, you know, in a nutshell and Russell Westbrook doesn't know how to play team basketball. So not like a shocker when you have all those things going on, but um, it's still pathetic in my opinion, only because like AD and Russ should be able to carry a team to at least a over 500 record and they can't. So you got that. Um, Philly started out very, very slow, but they're starting to turn it around. Uh, Boston is is absolutely electric. I think they're uh, undefeated at home so far. Boston is uh, the Bruins and the Celtics are, are are looking very very good to start the seasons. Hopefully that comes crashing down into a ball of flames uh, very very soon. But other than that, you guys let me know um, you know what you're thinking of, of you know new topics and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna try to incorporate different things come this week. I just had to get a show up here. And uh, hopefully not too much of a snooze fest for you, but um, yeah, I just had to get one back in here and, and update everybody on, on situations and things like that going on. But um, I, I look forward to to throwing another one up very, very soon, hopefully midweek, if not even sooner. And uh, as always appreciate everybody that listens to the show and uh, definitely listen to once again, the 1420 sports bar podcast, very very funny show, very entertaining, you know, from start to finish. That that's a great great show. I listen religiously. I've even listened to old shows. Um, <clears throat> fan in the van, Dave or yeah, Dave over it. Fan in the van, uh, and uh, level the playing field. That's another good one. But uh, fan in the van, get ready to laugh at that one as well. Qu- quite quite uh, consistently because uh, you know guy definitely doesn't use a uh, a filter which you know it's his podcast he can do what he wants i love it so um those are a couple i, I consistently listen to i mean i listen to the michael k show just for michael k not for the yankees but he's a very uh very talented uh personality and dan lagresa dan lagesa Le, i i mess that up every time but you know the uh the real fans know who i'm talking about on on the uh michael k show Uh, absolute legend. And, uh, you know, someone that rages to the fullest extent every single time. Got to love that. So uh, Peter, they could probably do it without Peter. I'll fill in for Peter if they, if they uh, ever, you know, call my line. So uh, with that, that, that wraps up episode 76, tried to touch on a a few topics and and a few things going on, obviously in the midst of the NFL season and now getting into MLB free agency and, and college football coming down to the wire before the playoffs. So, uh, it will become more and more interesting. I need to keep up with hockey as well. Uh, I've been slacking so far this season, but we'll, uh, we'll get back on that horse, you know, very, very soon and, and we'll get it going. So as always, thanks for the listen, the listens, the downloads, the, uh, and, and try and, you know, follow me at, at Brutally honest sports on Twitter. It's, uh, handle brutal zero eight eleven. Um, That's where I post the most content. I try and pump out content every single day on there. So, like I said, with that being said, thank you very much, guys. Have a great weekend. Hopefully your team wins, except the uh, Cowboys and Ohio State.